Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 10. Way to go. You've made it through two weeks of the podcast already. Great job. Today we are going to be looking at Genesis 26 and 27, as well as Mark 10. And I think the theme that goes through this today would be the theme of being devoted, how God is incredibly devoted to his people even though they are not devoted to him as they should, or we as we should be. But let's see God's devotion and his devoted love today. Genesis 26. There was a famine in the land, subsequent to the earlier famine that had occurred in the days of Abraham. Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, at Gerar. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Settle down in the land that I will point out to you. Stay in this land. Then I will be with you and will bless you, for I will give all these lands to you and to your descendants, and I will fulfill the solemn promise I made to your father Abraham. I will multiply your descendants so they will will be as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give all these lands to them. All the nations of the earth will pronounce blessings one on another using the name of your descendants. All of this will come to pass because Abraham obeyed me and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So Isaac settled in Gerar. When the men of that place asked him about his wife, he replied, She is my sister. He was afraid to say, She is my wife, for he thought to himself, The men of this place will kill me to get Rebekah because she is very beautiful. After Isaac had been there a long time, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, happened to look out a window and observed Isaac caressing his wife Rebekah. So Abimelech summoned Isaac and said, She is really your wife. Why did you say she is my sister? Isaac replied, Because I thought someone might kill me to get her. Then Abimelech exclaimed, What in the world have you done to us? One of the men nearly took your wife to bed, and you would have brought guilt on us. So Abimelech commanded all the people, Whoever touches this man or his wife will surely be put to death. When Isaac planted in that land, he reaped in the same year a hundred times what he had sown, because the Lord blessed him. The man became wealthy. His influence continued to grow until he became very prominent. He had so many sheep and cattle and such a great household of servants that the Philistines became jealous of him. So the Philistines took dirt and filled up all the wells that his father's servants had dug back in the days of his father Abram. Then Abimelech said to Isaac, Leave us and go elsewhere, for you have become much more powerful than we are. So Isaac left there and settled in the Gerar Valley. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug back in the days of his father Abraham, for the Philistines had stopped them up after Abraham had died. Isaac gave these wells the same names his father had given them. When Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well with fresh flowing water there, the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, The water belongs to us. So Isaac named the well Essek, because they argued with him about it. His servants dug another well, but they quarreled over it too, so Isaac named it Sitna. Then he moved away from there and dug another well. They did not quarrel over it, so Isaac named it Rehoboth, saying, 
For now the Lord has made room for us, and we will prosper in the land. From there Isaac went up to Beersheba. The Lord appeared to him that night and said, I am the Lord your God, the God of Abraham. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bless you and multiply your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. Then Isaac built an altar there and worshipped the Lord. He pitched his tent there, and his servants dug a well. Now Abimelech had come to him from Gerar, along with Uzzah, his friend, and Philco, the commander of his army. Isaac asked them, Why have you come to me? You hate me and sent me away from you. They replied, We could plainly see that the Lord is with you, so we decided that we should have a pact between us, between us and you. Allow us to make a treaty with you so that you will not do us any harm, just as we have not harmed you, but have always treated you well before sending you away in peace. Now you are blessed by the Lord. So Isaac held a feast for them, and they celebrated. Early in the morning, the men made a treaty with each other. Isaac sent them off. They separated on good terms. That day, Isaac's servants came and told him about the well they had dug. We found water, they reported. So he named it Sheba. That is why the name of the city where it has been is Beersheba to this day. When Esau was 40 years old, he married Judith, the daughter of Beri, the Hittite, as well as Basemath, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite. They caused Isaac and Rebekah great anxiety. When Isaac was old and his eyes were weak, that he was almost blind, he called his older son Esau and said to him, My son, here I am, Esau replied. Isaac said, Since I am so old, I could die at any time. Therefore take your weapons, your quiver and your bow, and go out into the open fields and hunt down some wild game for me. Then prepare for me some tasty food, the kind I love, and bring it to me. Then I will eat it, so that I may bless you before I die. Now Rebekah had been listening while Isaac spoke to his son Esau. When Esau went out to the open fields to hunt down some wild game and bring it back, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, Look, I overheard your father tell your brother Esau, Bring me some game, wild game, and prepare it for me some tasty food. Then I will eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before I die. Now then, my son, do exactly what I tell you. Go to the flock and get me two of the best young goats. I'll prepare them in a tasty way for your father, just the way he loves them. Then you take it to your father, thus he will eat it and bless you before he dies. But Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, Jacob protested to his mother, Rebekah, and I have smooth skin. My father may touch me. Then he'll think I'm mocking him, and I'll bring a curse on myself instead of a blessing. So his mother told him, Any curse against you will fall on me, my son. Just obey me. Go and get them for me. So he went and got the goats and brought them to his mother. She prepared some tasty food just the way his father loved it. Then Rebekah took her older Esau older son Esau's best clothes, which she had with her in the house, and put them on her younger son Jacob. She put the skins of the young goats on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. Then she handed the tasty food and the bread she had made to her son Jacob. He went into his father and said, My father, Isaac replied, Here I am. Which are you, my son? Jacob said to him, I am Esau, your firstborn. I've done as you told me. Now sit up and eat some of my wild game so that you can bless me. But Isaac asked his son, How in the world did you find it so quickly, my son? Because the Lord your God brought it to me, he replied. Then Isaac said to Jacob, 
Come closer so I can touch you, my son, and know for certain that if you really are my son Esau. So Jacob went over to his father Isaac, who felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's, but the hands are Esau's. He did not recognize him because his hands were hairy, like his brother Esau's hands. So Isaac blessed Jacob. Then he asked, Are you really my son Esau? I am, Jacob replied. Isaac said, Bring some of the wild game for me to eat, my son. Then I will bless you. So Jacob brought it to him, and he ate. He also brought him wine, and Isaac drank. Then his father said to him, Come here and kiss me, my son. So Jacob went over and kissed him. When Isaac caught the scent of his clothing, he blessed him, saying, Yes, my son smells like the scent of an open field which the Lord has blessed. May the Lord give you the dew of the sky and the riches of the earth and plenty of grain and new wine. May people serve you and nations bow to you. You will be Lord over your brothers and the sons of your mother will bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed and those who bless you be blessed. Isaac had just finished blessing Jacob and Jacob had scarcely left his father's presence when his brother Esau returned from the hunt. He also prepared some tasty food and brought it to his father. Esau said to him, My father, get up and eat some of your son's wild game. Then you can bless me. His father Isaac asked, Who are you? I am your firstborn son, he replied, Esau. Isaac began to shake violently and asked, Then who else hunted game and brought it to me? I ate all of it just before you arrived, and I blessed him. He will indeed be blessed. When Esau heard his father's words, he wailed loudly and bitterly. He said to his father, Bless me too, my father. But Isaac replied, Your brother came in here deceitfully and took away your blessing. Esau exclaimed, Jacob is the right name for him. He has tripped me up two times. He took away my birthright, and now look, he has taken away my blessing. Then he asked, Have you not kept a blessing for me? Isaac replied to Esau, Look, I have made him lord over you. I have made all his relatives his servants and provided him with grain and new wine. What is left that I can do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, Do you have only that one blessing, my father? Bless me too. Then Esau wept loudly. So his father Isaac said to him, See here, your home will be by the riches of the earth and by the dew of the sky above. You will live by your sword but you will serve your brother. When you grow restless, you will tear off his yoke from your neck. So Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing blessing his father had given to his brother. Esau said privately, The time of mourning for my father is near. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. When Rebekah heard what her older son Esau had said, she quickly summoned her younger son Jacob and told him, Look, Your brother Esau is planning to get revenge by killing you. Now then, my son, do what I say. Run away immediately to my brother Laban and Haran. Live with him for a little while until your brother's rage subsides. Stay there until your brother's anger against you subsides and he forgets what you did to him. Then I'll send someone to bring you back from there. Why should I lose both of you in one day? Then Rebekah said to Isaac, I am deeply depressed because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob were to marry one of these daughters of Heth who live in this land, I would want to die. 
So that ends our reading of Genesis for today, and, and notice God's devotion to Isaac and to Abraham, but then the devotion, misguided devotion of this family that's falling apart, and it just shows us that devotion is important, but devotion in the right way is also so important. Mark chapter 10. Then Jesus left that place and went to the region of Judea and beyond the Jordan River. Again, crowds gathered to him, and again, as was his custom, he taught them. Then some Pharisees came, and to test him they asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? He answered them, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of dismissal and to divorce her. But Jesus said to them, He wrote this commandment for you because of your hard hearts. But from the beginning of creation, he made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and his mother, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. In the house, once again, the disciples asked him about this. So he told them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. Now people were bringing little children to him for him to touch, but the disciples scolded those who brought them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not try to stop them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. After he took the children in his arms, he placed his hands on them and blessed them. Now as Jesus was starting out on his way, someone ran up to him, fell on his knees, and said, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. The man said to him, Teacher, I have wholeheartedly obeyed all these commands since my youth. As Jesus looked at him, he felt love for him and said, You lack one thing. Go, sell whatever you have, and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But at this statement, the man looked sad and went away sorrowful, for he was very rich. Then Jesus looked at him and the disciples and the crowd and said, How hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? The disciples were astonished at these words, but again Jesus said to them, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. They were even more astonished and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and replied, This is impossible for mere humans, but for God all things are possible. Now, one quick little note here. If you're wondering why they're so surprised at this, it's because riches and wealth was seen as a blessing from God. And so if you're very rich, you must be very spiritually in a good place. And Jesus is breaking that myth. He's saying, no, um, being close to God is not directly connected to being wealthy. Peter continues, verse 28. Peter began to speak to them, look, to speak to Jesus. And he said, look, we have left everything to follow you. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, there is no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the gospel 
who will not receive in this age a hundred times as much, homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, fields, all with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. They were on their way going up to Jerusalem. Jesus was going ahead of them, and they were amazed, but those who followed were afraid. He took the twelve aside and began to tell them what was going to happen to him. Look, he said, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and experts of the law. They will condemn him to death, and he will turn him over, they will turn him over to the Gentiles. They will mock him, spit on him, flog him severely, and kill him. Yet after three days he will rise again. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus and said, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. He said to them, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Permit one of us to sit at your right hand and the other at your left hand in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup or be baptized with the baptism I experience? They said to him, We are able. Then Jesus said to them, You will drink the cup I drink, and you will be baptized with the baptism I experience. But to sit at my right or at my left is not mine to give. It is for those for whom it has been prepared. Now when the other ten heard this, they became angry with James and John. Jesus called them and said to them, You know that these who are recognized as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those in high positions use their authority over them? But it is not this way among you. Instead, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. They came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the road. When he heard that it was Jesus, the Nazarene, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many scolded him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called the blind man and said to him, Have courage, get up, he's calling you. He threw off his cloak, jumped up, and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man replied, Rabbi, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has healed you. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the road. Just love that story and seeing how people devoted to Jesus, not devoted to Jesus, but Jesus' devotion to them especially in that phrase that Jesus came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, HTTP, netbible.com, copyright 1996, 2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. 